Hello, beauties. I'm your host, Hilary McGinnis, and you're listening to the Stay True to You podcast. I'm a mom, wife, and business coach who left my job as a teacher as well as my side hustle in Beachbody to build this business from the ground up. I'm here to chat more about ways to keep business fun while scaling it to that next level. These episodes are going to light a fire under your booty and inspire you to take action on all of your goals in life and business because, girl, you were made for so much more. And I'm so freaking happy you're here. Hey, and welcome back. Today I have another special guest joining me. Her name is Megan, and you can find her on Instagram as the No BS Mama. Megan shares her story of starting motherhood at a young age. We also chat about how success is going to look different for everyone, and she shares some amazing self-care tips for moms and moms who are in business, and it's seriously so good. She is so amazing, so inspiring, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Let's dive right in. Hey, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Yay! Thank you. I'm like so excited. So excited to be here. <laughs> okay, so I've just recently learned a little bit about your story, and I just want to say you are so so inspiring, and I love your mission and everything that you're doing. And I just recently started listening to your podcast as well, and I'm really enjoying that. And I'm really looking forward to learning more about you and your experience with like living a life that is different from a societal societal standard, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So just to kind of get started, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and just share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, My name is Megan. I'm the host of the No BS Mama podcast. Um, I've been doing the podcast for about two years now. Um, And what got me started with the podcast was obviously the pandemic. That was two years ago. Um, And then I took a hiatus. But what really is behind the podcast now is my journey with my own mental health. So I experienced anxiety and depression as a mom of three. Um, And when I opened up about that, I got a lot of feedback. Some people were very surprised, people who know me in real real life and people who only know me online, um, and other people that were like, oh my God, I experienced that too. And I just decided that it was too important of a conversation to just not have. So that's the primary focus of that podcast. I love that. And and like you said, you had so many people reach out, which obviously goes to show how needed it is for people to use their voices around this because so many people actually experienced this, but were afraid to kind of speak out about it, you know? Yeah. So um, you mentioned when we were chatting earlier, you mentioned that you had your first child at the age of 18 mm-hmm. and then you had your last child by the age of 23, correct? Yes. Yep. And you left like a corporate job that was considered quote unquote perfect. And I don't know, do you like, do you mind sharing more of your story and just how you felt during that time and just how you felt like you kind of lost yourself throughout that process? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I got pregnant my senior year of high school. So we did graduate before we had him. Um, I turned 18 at the end of July, and then we had him in the very beginning of August. So um, while all of my friends were going off to college, I was home with a baby with my boyfriend. Um, At the same time, my parents moved a couple hours away. So um, that was a really isolating time of my life. It was kind of 
pre-social media. So (laughs) really dating myself here, but it was in 2004. So there really was no Facebook, um, definitely no Snapchat, Instagram, none of that. So um, when my friends moved away and my family moved away, um, I really lost connection with everyone. Um, and also back then dating myself as well, um, you had to either be a full-time student or be employed full-time mm. somewhere for an organization in order to have access to health insurance. You got kicked off of your parents' health insurance when you turned 19, unless you were a full-time student. Um, so we had about a year of me, um, being a stay-at-home mom or like kind of working part-time, like at the mall at night before I had to get a quote unquote big girl job so that I could have health insurance because I was hell bent on not getting married just so that I could have access to health insurance. Um, And so I was able to do that. I got a corporate job um, and I was able to climb the ladder pretty quickly. My mom also worked at the organization. Um, My boyfriend at the time ended up working there as well. Um, We just got really lucky and had like a really solid start. Um, so again, I, I kind of climbed the corporate ladder. We were uh, like working from home sometimes before working from home was like the cool thing to do. Um, and yeah, we were going to school full time, working full time, having more babies, buying houses, getting married, like all the things happened in a very short period of time. And there came a point where they were kind of restructuring my department and, they had to post a managerial role. And the way everything happened, if you're familiar with corporate environments, it was very clearly for a specific person on my team, but because of HR rules and regulations, they had to post the job. So I applied for the job knowing full well that it was for this other person on my team. And that was like, she totally deserved the job. She had longevity at the company, all of that. But like I mentioned, I had been going to school. I had been doing all kinds of professional development through that, through the organization. Um, and so I was like, this is going to be great experience this interview for like future roles here at the company. I'll just apply and just go through the motions. Um, and I did that. And at the end of that process, I got a phone call at like, I don't know, the, the very end of the day on a Friday afternoon. And it was my manager who worked at a different location and he he had me get a, a conference room and call him back. And I go in and he's like, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I was really pleasantly surprised at how prepared you are to step into a role like this one, blah, blah, blah. It's going to Michelle. You didn't get it. And I was like, what? You're surprised? Like, why are you surprised? (laughs) I cannot believe this. You know, like... I obviously knew the role wasn't for me. I knew that it was going to this other person. But for him to say, Mm -hmm. I'm pleasantly surprised was like a total smack in the face. Absolutely. Here I am. I always thought growing up that I would be like a stay-at-home mom. Um, We we were never in daycare growing up. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So like this life of getting up and going to work every day and putting your kids in daycare and missing shit with them. Oh, can I curse here? Yes, you're good. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, missing shit with them all the time. Like I understand that that is just the way our world is now, but that's not how I saw my life going. And so at that point I took a really hard look around and was like, this is not 
this is not for me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay in a job like this. If I'm not being recognized for my contributions and my effort now, I'm never going to be recognized for my efforts and contributions in a role like this, in an organization like this. Um, and I quit, you know, Mm -hmm. I had conversations with my husband and, you know, I quit to be that quote, stay at home mom, even though by that point, two of our three kids were in full-time elementary school um, and our youngest was in preschool. And it was kind of like, you know, if I had been a stay-at-home mom this whole time, this is about the time people would start asking me like, what are you going to do when your kids are in school? You know, so it was a very strange time um, from the outside perspective, like from society's lens for me to be like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom now. (laughs) Um, But I just knew that, it was something I had to do because I was looking around and seeing, you know, the leaders in the organization around me and just recognizing that that was just really not the life that I wanted to live. Absolutely. That's amazing. Like go you. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And, and that's the thing. And I feel like this, it's so important to talk about this because you probably felt that like uncomfort of doing something that's not considered the norm or like mm-hmm. people probably were even asking you like why are you doing this and and, and that, that's why I want to bring up this topic of like defining your own success because success mm-hmm. does not look the same for everyone and the way that we kind of like go through life is not going to look the same as everybody else right and I feel like we don't talk about that enough you know Um, I know a lot of people who feel like they need to follow like a specific timeline of things and they feel like they're a failure if something doesn't go like the cookie cutter way of doing things or um, if it doesn't follow on their timeline per se, right? Like even for myself, I had my daughter at the age of 27, Mm -hmm. which was a little later, but probably more of your typical nowadays. Um, but now she's almost five years old and I'm already feeling that pressure of, I still haven't had my second child yet. Like my time is running out, you know? And I just feel like we put these pressures on ourselves too. And it's almost like we feel like we, we are supposed to just pedal our way through this thing called life. And you and I both know that success and whatever you want to call it is going to look different for everyone. And there's just no specific roadmap that we can follow right like it's different for everyone um and it's it's supposed to be that way like it's meant to be different it's meant to be unique and I think it's so important to shed some light on that you know yeah and that's just it you know when I was probably like 19 or 20 I had met up with a group of my friends and I was kind of like very envious of their lifestyle and the the fact that they were almost done school and I was just getting enrolled and getting started knowing that it was going to take me like friggin' 10 years to complete it because I was going part-time um and I was like sharing that like envy not like I wasn't like being mean about it or anything I was just like it you're so much ahead of me like you're Mm -hmm. gonna have your degree you're gonna be able to get the job do the things um and they were looking at me and they're like what are you talking about like you are buying a house, you already have a job at a corporate organization, like you already have your ducks in a row, you have this plan, like you're so far ahead. So there is no, like I say this all the time, there's no right way to do anything. And you know, to, to 
have this like checklist and say like, okay, first you go to school and then you mm-hmm. date someone and then you get married and then you buy a house and then you have babies like check, 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 check. Like it just brings this perception that you are behind or ahead or whatever. And none of it's true. Exactly. And then we tend to forget about everything we've accomplished up to this point because we're mm-hmm. just focusing on the traditional way, if you will. I feel like I'm doing air quotes a lot. <laughs> it is like the old school way because that was the typical way of doing things way back when. Yeah. Um, and now we like everybody's journey is so different and we're all in different stages of our lives. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's actually really cool to see how unique and different it is for everybody yeah I love that awesome okay so now you're basically like you're on like a mission you're doing coaching as well correct Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so and you're sharing a lot about like self-care is particularly for moms and just learning how to prioritize our own needs which is Mm -hmm. so hard (laughs) because as moms (laughs) I know this is a super challenging concept for myself for my clients like my friends like anybody who's a mom we like I get it um we just almost feel like we have to take care of everyone else before taking care of ourselves right so I just feel like it's so common to for anyone no matter what their story is or how their journey is going no matter what it's so easy to get really lost in motherhood and essentially just feeling like we're losing ourselves so because I know you talk about this a lot I would love for you to share more on that and even if you have like some advice or anything like that that you can give to the mom who may be feeling like she doesn't have the time to prioritize her own needs right now yeah, well, this is such an important conversation. So my story was that I went right from, you know, being a high school student athlete to moving into my boyfriend's parents' house and having my own baby. Um, so I didn't have that, like, experience of, like, moving out, learning how to live on my own um figuring out what I like to do in my free time. Like I never had that quote unquote, like free time. I never figured out what I would do with that if I should ever have any. Um, And so I reached a point in motherhood where I was looking around and my kids were not grown, they're teenagers now, but um, they were to the point where they were like, not so like clingy and like physically and emotionally needy all the time. And so I had like a little bit more freedom in that sense. And I was like, Ooh, what do I do? Like, should I have another baby? And I kind of had this like mini midlife crisis because it was like, okay, again, I was like, okay, what do I want to do for work now that all of my kids are in school full time? Like society says I have to have a real job or a big girl job or whatever you want to call it. I didn't have that. Um, I was going to the gym, but I didn't really have any fitness goals. Like I just didn't have any sort of direction in my life because my whole life had been dedicated to my family and being able to provide for my family. And I think whether you were 17 when you got pregnant or 27 or 37, I think that there's still an element of that in motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, I just recently had a conversation with someone who was a little bit older Um, when she had her babies and I was like, you know, I don't know, like my life was total chaos in that stage of life, 
but I didn't know any different. Like I didn't have already like set routines that I looked forward to that had been taken away. And I almost think that would be more traumatic than never having those routines in the first place. Um, but when you're faced with, you know, looking at this beautiful baby that you've created, um, knowing full well that everything that they have depends solely on you and maybe your spouse or significant other. Um, it's really hard to remember that actually you're a person too, that Mm -hmm. needs to eat food and drink water and sleep and do just like the basic bare minimum things. It's so easy to not do those things because you're so consumed by this tiny baby. Even if you don't have a baby that has like colic or any kind of special need, um, even in the best of circumstances, it's still so easy to just throw yourself all in and forget all about your own needs. Um, And I think that it's really important that you, number one, have a good support system, whether that is your significant other, some friends, uh, your own parents, your own siblings, like whoever it is in your circle to remind you to do those like very basic things um, or to check in on you and make sure that you're doing those things. Um, But then once you get out of that like newborn, like, fog and chaos to kind of remember that, you know, you do deserve to have free time and you deserve to be showered every day or mostly every day and, you know, not smelling like baby vomit and (laughs) urine all the time. Like we, I think we've all kind of been in that season where it's like, don't touch me, don't smell me, don't come near me. I can't leave my house. Like, Um, And that's just really not a good space to be. And it can lead you down a really dark road pretty quickly if Mm -hmm. you're not careful, Um, especially if you are someone like me who does experience um, mental health challenges like anxiety or depression just in general anyway. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's just really important and really my life's mission to make sure that moms know that not only is it important for you to do these things for yourself, um, but also that doing these things for yourself is not selfish and it doesn't make you a bad mom. I feel like that's like a story that we tell ourselves. If we take this time Mm -hmm. away from our children or from our family, that it means that we don't love them or um, people are going to talk about us. Like we're a bad mom. Like, you know, all of these stories that are just that, that are just stories. And even if someone in your circle, whether it's your mother-in-law or your mom or your sister or whoever does say something like, oh, that must be nice. Yeah, it is nice. And guess what? I can be a better mom because I've had the time away and I've taken the one minute or two hours or two days to do something just for me so that I can come back and be this full, complete, happy person for my family. 100%. Where were you in my life five years ago? For real, I like the mom guilt. And I mean, the mom guilt, I feel like it never goes away period but like during those early stages and like you said like dealing with things like postpartum depression and anxiety which I also struggled with big time and just have like doing like I was very aware of knowing like I did need to have some time for myself I probably could have did it a little more but whenever I did I felt like I was doing something wrong. And like you mentioned, like even if someone says something to you, which I did have happen to me, um, I ended up going out somewhere for a drink with a friend or whatever, and she had a bunch of people over. 
And I just had comments upon comments about, I can't believe you're out. And I was just, I ended up leaving because I was uh-huh. just like mortified. I thought I was just this horrible mom. And it's, it's silly because it's like, like you said, you need to have that time in order to stay sane for one. <laughs> like you just, you need to prioritize your own needs and just your downtime, even if it's just to sit in a quiet room for 20 minutes like yeah you you deserve that yeah and again it goes back to society like Mm -hmm. I'm sure the question was like where's the baby who has the baby or you're so lucky your husband's home with the baby like no when was the last time your husband was golfing and someone said wow you're so lucky you get to be golfing while your wife's at home with the baby never true I know it's so frustrating Or when someone says, oh, your your husband babysits, it's like, no, he's parenting. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. But even now, like I said, my kids are older now, um, and I had to learn that, like, rest is okay. Because what Mm -hmm. I would do is I I got to the point that I was like, okay, I need to rest. So I would, like, sit and watch TV, like, all day. But all day long, I would be like, the dishes aren't done, the laundry's not done, uh, you should be working on this, you should be working on that. And I just would like beat myself up about all the stuff that I wasn't doing all day long. And so I wasn't actually resting because I was just giving myself a hard time about taking mm-hmm. the time out that I needed. So now if I do take that time to rest, whether it's a couple minutes or a whole day or whatever, it is very intentional and it is like guilt-free, like Nothing else matters except for whatever it is I'm doing, whether I'm reading a book or binge watching a Netflix show or, or spending like playing video games or whatever with the kids. It's, it's intentional time for me that is guilt free. And that has to be the key or it does not count. I love that. Do you have like any like advice when it comes to like doing those things and not feeling that guilt? Because I feel like sometimes it's really hard to control. Like even myself now, when it comes to like trying to rest or just be in the moment, my brain is just like all over the map. And sometimes it's hard to just focus on resting. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you have any advice around that, that would be awesome. Yeah. And you know, you're a double whammy because you're a business owner and a mom, right? So (laughs) it's like, (laughs) it never stops. So you have, um, I'm working with a coach right now and I can give you her information if you want to share it with your listeners too. But um, she is also an entrepreneur, obviously, but she calls it entrepreneur guilt because Mm. no matter what time of day it is, there's always something else that you could be working on, right? Um, And so what she's had me do, which has been wildly helpful, is to time block my day. And because I am a mom, it's not always perfect and stuff needs to move and shift around. But I have these blocks of time that it's like, okay, I'm working on my business during these hours and then I'm recording podcasts here and I'm creating content here. And then this time is family time and this time is Megan time. And I decide all of that at the beginning of the week. And again, things need to move and shift and I have to be flexible. But when I get to that block of time that's just for me, it is just for me because I said it was ahead of time. This is not just on a whim. This is not me being lazy. This was scheduled, structured time for myself. And if you can do that, even in the tiniest chunks, like 10, 15 minute chunks every single day, whether it's before you start your day or after dinner or wherever it is that's most convenient for your schedule and your family's schedule, um, scheduling it out like that, I know it sounds tedious and I've 
I don't love schedules. Um, but it really helps, I think, with that mom guilt and that entrepreneur guilt because you could, if you let yourself, just continuously work and give to others and just do all the things, mm-hmm. but it's a really quick road to burnout. Oh, 100%. That is so yeah. helpful. I feel like <laughs> I, I know for myself too, I if I write things out and kind of break it down like that, it helps. But what I'm missing and I, sh- I need to start in- incorporating it more, which I'm going to after this because it sounds great, but the me time. Like yeah. I have the the content, the creation, the podcasting, the family time. But then after that, I, again, I'm just sitting there and then I'm like, okay, well, what can I do now? Lexi's yeah. in bed. Brayden's doing something else. Like I have all this time. What can I get done instead of being like, what do I want to do right now? Yeah. And you have to be careful too, because even when you get there, you feel like, oh, I should read a professional development book Mm -hmm. or I should listen to a podcast or I should do something that's like work related, but it's kind of disguised as rest. No, no, no. That doesn't count either. I'm so guilty of that. (laughs) I am so guilty of that. I needed this conversation today. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um, So would you say that's basically kind of how you break down like your business and um, like family time and time to yourself in general as a whole? Like, is that how you feel like works best for juggling your schedule, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting better at it. This is something that I just started probably in the spring. Um, So it's still pretty new, but it Mm -hmm. has worked a lot. Um, and I just actually recently took a whole month off. I had like a whole lot of chaos happening. I had a death in the family. I oh, had no. my sister's wedding, which is a destination wedding. Um, and just a lot happened all at once. Um, and my coach again was like, take the time off. Yeah. Like what's going to happen? Take the time off. Um, and I was like, Oh, that feels really good. Okay. I'm going to take the time off. And then the minute I said that I got, all of this energy and all of this like creative um, yes. like ideas, all of this stuff started coming to me and I was like, oh, I need to act on this or it's going to go to waste. So I start, I start recording podcasts. I start doing all of this stuff and I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so hard, but it's good like to recognize it now so we can catch ourselves doing it. Um, it wasn't that long ago. I can't remember what month it was. Just recently, I took like a two-week break from Instagram, which Mm -hmm. is pretty pretty much where I spend most of my time in terms of social media. And same thing, like all of these ideas started pouring through because I think it's just we're giving our brains a break from being connected. Mm -hmm. And then we have all of these ideas and same thing. I wanted to act on it, but I had my coach in the back of my brain too. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to write it down in my notes and come back to it once I'm done. And it's, it's a game changer. It really is. And it's so necessary. Like, Ever since I'm like, I have to do this like multiple times a year. Just take the time off and enjoy it. And it doesn't even have to be with just social media or taking a social media detox per se, like just taking that time off from your business to just be. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of in the same vein, something else that I very recently started to implement is um, the idea of seasons. So my my kids are in middle school and high school. My oldest is moving off to college in just a couple of weeks. Um, and so I really wanted this summer to be really dedicated to family time and time mm-hmm. with my kids before he moves out for probably forever. Um, <laughs> it's gotta be tough on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there was this like, um, 
like the, I knew, you know, in my brain that I had to take this time or I was going to beat myself up about it probably for the rest of my life. But then there was also this guilt of like not moving my business forward and not making as much money as I probably could. And like all of these other things started to add up. And so I took out my calendar and I was like, okay, Megan, you know that there are certain times of the year that your life is infinitely busier than Mm -hmm. other times of the year. And so I went through and I picked out those times and I was like, okay, for the rest of this, you're going to take this break that I took. And then when you come back, you're going to do like a little mini push. And then that's going to last until this date. And then you're going to go all in. And that's when you're really going to work longer hours and take on more projects and do all of these things up until this date. And then you're going to take another two week break. And then you're going to go into another season of push. And I went through the whole calendar for the next year. I know exactly when my breaks are, when I'm pulling back on my work and when I'm leaning in more. Um, and that's really helping me um, feel better about the amount of time that I'm spending on my business, the amount mm-hmm. of projects I'm taking on, the amount of money that I'm bringing in. Um, it's not for everybody, I'm sure, but it's really helping me right now. No, that is super helpful. I love that. Thanks yeah. for sharing all that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this has been so amazing. (laughs) And I know that you are inspiring the crap out of so many people. And I just love getting your perspective on like just the, I keep losing my words when it comes to (laughs) trying to say success, but what success looks like to everyone. And it just goes to show that it's going to look different for absolutely everyone. Um, Do you mind sharing where our listeners can find you and connect with you on social media or wherever your podcast. Yeah, I would love that. So you can listen to the no BS mama, wherever you listen to this podcast. I'm on Instagram as at the no BS mama. And then I also have a free, um, self care menu that will take you through things from, you know, just one minute all the way through things that'll take you, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks to complete. So if you're in this space of like, I know I should be taking care of myself, but I don't really know how or where to start. This is a great place to start and it's a free resource. So I can provide you with that link too. Awesome. I'll link it in the show notes and I can't wait to check it out myself personally. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'll put it in the show notes for easy access for everybody. Um, And yeah, with that being said, thank you so much, Megan, for taking the time to be a guest on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it and I look forward to staying connected. Yeah, thank you. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag me at hillary.mcginnis so that you can help me spread the word about this podcast as well as giving me that opportunity to personally thank you and send you some love. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll talk to you soon.